Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Have you ever felt like you've tried everything to heal from the pain of sexual abuse and yet nothing seems to really be helping? Well, one of the reasons why most people struggle to break free from the pain of past child abuse is because the techniques out there are positioned as a one-size-fits-all answer. What I want you to know is that there are actually three distinct phases on the path to recovery. And I'd love to share with you about these phases what issues you must resolve to move to the next phase, and what kinds of support you'll need in order to move forward as quickly and completely as possible. The road to recovery is much easier when you know what stage you're in and what to do next. So don't hesitate. Go to www.rachelgrantcoaching.com checklist and get your nine-page guide today. Now, on to our show. Welcome everyone to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant, and for those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007, and I'm the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. I work with survivors who are sick and tired of feeling broken and unfixable. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at www.rachelgrantcoaching.com. 
Now, today, folks, we have a very special guest. Her name is Judy Dragon, and I actually met Judy a while ago at an event, and we just immediately clicked. We have the same passions, the same focus of supporting um, survivors in their healing journey. Um, we come at it from different angles, which I always love, and part of the reason why I love this podcast is to share with you all um, lots of different modalities and ways of going on this journey of, of healing. And today, Judy's really going to be talking with us about, first of all, her personal journey of healing through the use of spiritual forgiveness principles. And in her work as a Theta Healing Master Instructor, Certificate of Science graduate, and author. So if you're anything like me, when I heard Judy's name, I was like, oh, you made that up. You made that up. <laughs> but no, Dragon is really her birth name. And um, she feels very graced to have that powerful name as an aspect of her identity. And she has actually been in this world of healing since the late 70s. So she has such a wealth of experience and expertise, and she's also really seen the transitions that have happened, you know, over these decades for survivors and what services are available and and um, what people are looking for and achieving in this area of their lives. And so it's really been her lifelong passion to be a service to the world in this direct healing way. So she's up to a lot in her life. She has, you know, studied herbal identification and application. She's working with home hospice. She's practiced Jin Shin Jujitsu. Oh, I knew I was going to mess it up. I knew I was going to mess it up. Jin Shin Jujitsu. <laughs> Man, it's like an acupressure practice for like 40 years. She's a co-author on a book uh, about integration of DID, Dissociative Identity Do Disorder, which is called Multiple Journey to One. She's also the author of Moving Beyond, Healing the Trauma of Physical and Sexual Abuse Through Theta Healing. She spent 30 years personally working through extreme abuse issues, including being trafficked. So she's been there, folks. She's been on this journey herself. She knows what it's like, and she's taken all of that and turned it outwards to help clients with these kinds of issues for the past three decades. She's also a mom and a grandmother, and she's working on a really cool new project, which I'll have her tell us more about um, as we go along here today. Um, so stay tuned for that. But for now, let's go ahead and welcome Judy. Hey there. Welcome, Judy. Hi there. Oh, my goodness. It's such an honor to have you here um, on the show. And, um, you know, I really think of you among the women who I count as trailblazers, as women who have, you know, made their mark and have been, you know, charting the course for women like myself to step in and to join this journey and making it possible for us to even have these sorts of conversations. So I first of all just want to acknowledge you um, for the fortitude <laughs> and the years Thanks. of perseverance <laughs> and the you know the groundbreaking work you've done and um, the steadfastness that you've had in your own life and journey. 
And yeah, I'd like to hear a little more um, about that. I mentioned briefly, you know, some of the experiences that you've been, been to, but um, I definitely would love for you to share with our community a bit more of your story and, and how you came to work with um, folks who have gone through abuse and trauma, and particularly how you came to this world of theta healing, and, and especially, you know, tell us more about what that is, because I'm sure there will be people listening who haven't heard of this particular technique before. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to share that. And just to say, as I was listening to you, I just felt so touched to hear, you know, just kind of my review. Just oh. From another person, just to say that. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, I I guess it it started back in 1986 when um, my Jinshin Jitsu clients um, were starting to talk to me about their abuse. I mean, a lot of them. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then the following year, my sister started to share some memories of being abused by relatives. And I didn't know anything about my own at the time, and I wanted to support her and my clients. And I was good at listening to people. And so while they were having their Jinshin sessions, I would listen and help them to relax and support their healing. And then at, I guess, the later on in that same year was the time of the harmonic convergence. And I went to a hypnotherapist right after that, and I started to remember what happened to me. This was the very beginning. And this kind of awakening spiraled into getting divorced within three years, being flooded with memories while working two jobs, and being a mother to the four little kids. Mm. And I decided to train in hypnotherapy as more and more clients were coming in and sharing their abuse memories. And so um, because of the extreme nature of my childhood trauma, I had to find a way to safely unravel it and to understand my journey because there weren't very many therapists at the time that actually knew about that level of trauma. And like you said before, I, I do feel like a pioneer. I I felt like... You know, I had already been in therapy, and I had these healing tools, but I actually had to train my therapist how to work with me. Right. Yeah. So um, I knew how to help others by listening and the healing work that I did at that level. And so I did go through a period of resistance thinking, okay, this is what, you know, I wasn't supposed to be doing this. But then, you know, I started talking to me more, saying, yes, this is your journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow, so about the, um, the, you mentioned, you know, like how did I get into Theta Healing? And I just want to speak briefly about that. I've always been in touch for, with my guidance, and I heard that I was to move not completely away from Jinshin, but to, that there was something else that was going to come for me. And the following year, I was invited to take this class and met a medical intuitive named Vianna Steibel. And it was like immediately I had a session with her and we clicked and she says, and she's from Idaho. And she goes, oh, by the way, do you live near this place in California? And I'm like, I'm 10 minutes away. And so I was in her very first class and um, I knew this is what I was being led to do. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, 
kind of one of those guiding stories. <laughs> so um, that was in 1998, and the, the following year I wrote the book Multiple Journeys to One um, with my, I had a co-author and a co-editor. And that I started speaking to Bay Area therapists um, at their meetings. I was at on TV and radio about the book. And then I just kind of um, continued working with the hypnotherapy and the the theta healing, and I developed kind of from that, from working through my own journey, ways to move it quicker. Hmm. And part hmm. of that was through forgiveness. And it wasn't what people thought it was. <laughs> so... Hmm. That is, that was the clincher for me because I went through a very profound experience even before Theta Healing about forgiveness and it just completely changed my life. Wow, that's awesome. So, you know, I, first of all, I just want to um, highlight, you know, this experience that you shared um, about, you know, having this moment where being being really flooded with the memories of a, of abuse and trauma and I know for many of our listeners, they're in that same boat. You know, life is kind of trucking along, and then wham, you know, here here you are. And um, the awareness comes, and the connection to those experiences arises. And, yeah, it can really throw your life uh, kind of upside down. And th- things that you thought you knew, you didn't know, and relationships change or end, and so I just appreciate you sharing um, about that part of your, your story and, and modeling, you know, how one can move from that, you know, and through that. Yeah, a lot can of work. Can you give us, <laughs> yeah, a lot of work <laughs> with great supports and guides and how beautiful that, you know, things just align. And, you know, uh, I really do believe more and more these days that, you know, people it, it is a little bit of divine timing or it's just a, things come into alignment when it's ready and when you're ready and you find the guides and you find the people in your life who are going to help you, you know, get to that next level um, just at the right time. Uh, and so I love that you've had some really beautiful mentors along your path and your journey um, in that way. Yeah. For... Um, for those of us who uh, kind of have a sense of what Theta Healing is, but maybe not, can you give us maybe just like a, a few-sentence definition? You know, what, what is Theta Healing technique? What are some of the, the applications? How is that different from other modalities? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's a, um, a, both a technique and an art form. It's a, to me, it's a non-dualistic spiritual philosophy and healing that's based in unconditional love and focused thought. And it teaches us how to use our natural intuition while in a state of brainwave state to remember our connection to our divine source that we're always a part of. And people call this divine source of all many, many different names, you know, like God or creator or source. Whatever it is, it's all the same to me. Mm-hmm. So um, we use a meditation that allows us to get into theta very, very quickly, like in seconds. And this is a dream state, and this is where deep healing can occur consciously. So um, we use, um, it doesn't have, by the way, there's no religious dogma or hierarchy. 
so that's the pieces of the non-dualism, you know, that one energy that flows through everything. And um, we have thousands and thousands of people across the world that practice this. And um, we believe that all things have consciousness and are interconnected, and we're all a spark of that God, of that divinity. And so we can work with anything that has consciousness, which is all of creation, believe it or not. So we work with animals, um, plants, uh, houses, you know, anything. So it's it's a lot of fun. You know, it's very creative. Mm, yeah, yeah. But But the big part is about our belief, you know, the belief work that we do. Mm-hmm. And we know, you know, through kind of psychology that 88% of our beliefs are subconscious. But in just having 12% conscious, that means we're projecting a lot of information from that underworld into the outer world. And so in working with that, and that's not to say, by the way, in projecting that material that we're blaming ourselves if we've had a difficult time or we were, you know, abused. But it's it's about helping us become aware of how to work with our own thoughts, our choices, and our lives. Definitely. Wow. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's such a way, what I'm hearing is that it's an opportunity to, um, in a kind of a relaxed state, in a way that isn't forced or like, I'm going to make my, i got to figure this out. I, you know, <laughs> I know a lot of my clients are like, i gotta, I got to uncover all this. i got to figure all these things out. Like, man, you can fight and push as much as you want, but things are not going to come forward until they're ready. And it, the more we strain towards it, it's almost the more we block it. So I love just like this feeling I'm getting as you're describing this of like just sitting back into things, relaxing into it, and in that space of almost like release, things being, you know, you really being able to keep, connect deeply to what's there. Is that a fair? It is. Mm-hmm. It is fair. And we also use a dialogue of inquiry to help us, you know, as practitioners get our clients or support our clients to unravel those beliefs and patterns and programs. And we call that digging. Yeah, yeah. And that's a little bit of the work that um, you did with me in your little, the sample session, right? Yeah. Where you were kind of asking me questions. Yeah, I had the the wonderful um, experience of connecting with Judy and it, really getting to work this methodology a little bit and experience what it's really like. And it, it is, it's in that space of just being asked questions and being invited into an inquiry that we find things. And I was actually working with Judy around some like hurt and, and stuck trauma around my mother who has Alzheimer's. And I have to tell you, I can't, I feel like maybe I've said this to you or not, but that session in which you were able to name for me that what was happening was I was in this kind of pre-grieving state and that through those questions we were able to kind of get to that place and as well as getting to some place of, you know, like, ah, the resistance that I was feeling and the upset that I was feeling and where that was all coming from of like, ah, man, I've got to be everything and handle it all. That was just really, really helpful. And um, so I I just wanted to acknowledge you for that as well. And thanks for saying that. I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so... 
Let's turn our attention here to this topic today of forgiveness. You know, that I think is such it's such a trigger topic um, in the world of psychology, I think, in the world of faith and in the world of healing. Um, people have lots of ideas about what it means, what it doesn't mean. Um, and so I would love to hear how you define forgiveness. What does that come to really mean for you? Yeah, I really find just the word itself, forgiveness, it's an extremely high-frequency word. And in itself, it truly brings the highest form of safety and protection from others' harmful thoughts and actions. And it will literally, just saying, I forgive you or I forgive myself, it literally sends those negative thoughts to other realms and places, and it allows us to actually move forward because we start to understand how we've been disempowered. We need to kind of recognize that, you know, the different levels of the abuse, what happened. Mm. And then we get an opportunity to release our hold on that person because we energetically connect, you know, like I call them like cords, to the other person thinking, okay, wake up. Look what you did to us. Look, you know, look how you hurt me. And it's actually losing power running it into them. If we pull that energy back, we can claim our own feelings and we can claim our own safety and our own power. And that's how I really see forgiveness. It's not forgetting, you know, what happened or being made to, you know, be in the company of those that abused us. It's nothing mm -hmm. like that. That's our mm -hmm. choice. So, yeah, so key. It's so key. And I think, you know, one of the things that for me in this process of healing, when I started bumping up against this, you know, concept of forgiveness, and I bumped up against it, I was like, you know, fuck that. <laughs> You know, like, I'm not going anywhere near that. They don't, you know, this person doesn't deserve my forgiveness. Like, all of that, like, just frenetic energy that was there for me. And, and so as I started researching and reading, you know, one of the things that I came across was the meaning of this word in Hebrew is to send away, right? The root of the word to send away. And I love this. As I'm hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, there's like a new level. It's like I'm sending away things into this other realm. <laughs> That's like I'm exactly taking it right. totally yeah. out of my space and out of my energetic field and out of my, you know, soul, my heart, my being, and just like, boom, out of here. You do not get to reside or take up space in my life anymore. Right, and we use the word oftentimes instead of, you know, when my clients are ready, I have them say the word, you know, forgiveness or I forgive you or I forgive myself. But in other times as I'm working with them, I, I say to them, would you like to release that person from something they taught you, you know, whatever the client tells me, in, in a positive way too, not just a negative way. Can you repeat so, that one more time? Because I think you cut yeah. out just a little bit there. Yes, mm -hmm. it's releasing. What is it that you have them say instead? Oh, releasing. I am releasing. Yeah. Uh, so I actually, I say, would you like to release that person from teach from the obligation of teaching you and whatever that is for them. I mean, perhaps, mm -hmm. you know, from the abuse and, you know, being hurt so badly, maybe they learned they would never do that to their children. Maybe they learned that because someone couldn't be present for them, they learned 
how to be present with others. So mm-hmm. we could release the perpetrator from the obligation of teaching them how to be present with others because at a certain level, that's what they did in spite of what happened to them. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so the super forgiveness, powerful. Yeah, it's very powerful. And the forgiveness itself is, you know, you were saying sending things away, but it's also bringing your own energy back. Why would you want to put your energy in someone who hurt you? Yeah, 100%. I mean, for me, yeah, I, I think of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the other thing that happened for me was I started to notice that the more I was holding, it was like I was continuing the bond. I was continuing the yes. connection. And exactly. I, why, why exactly? Why would I want to have a bond and a connection with someone who had traumatized me and hurt me? And I, and I think, and and it is fair to acknowledge, you know, for those of you who are listening, and you're, I, I can only guess because I know I've been there. The thoughts that are starting to pop up, the fears that are starting to pop up. Well, does that mean that it was okay? Does that mean that I'm, you know, saying that it wasn't a big deal what they did to me, that I now have to just pretend that nothing happened. You know, these are all very common, I think, false ideas about what forgiveness means, really understandable. But the more we can begin to understand that it doesn't mean any of that, and it really is about, you know, your uh, freedom from the past, Um, which to my mind, I mean, I know when I was developing my work, I'd love to hear your experience with this, Judy, when I... I was developing the Beyond Surviving program. I almost didn't include a lesson on forgiveness. I was like, man, I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> like, That's a get tough, it. Get it. that <laughs> is a tall order. And yet, you know, when we start to frame and understand forgiveness as breaking a connection and a bond with the past, reclaiming ourselves, reclaiming our energy, sending away the pain and the hurt that we've experienced, well, at the end of the day, that's really what we want. As you know, and that's really the idea of um, you know you and I have such a kismet um, of you know words that we use. I use beyond surviving, you use moving beyond, but it's the same idea, you know, being free and having life that isn't tied to the past. Can you, um, in your journey and working with um, with folks around this topic of forgiveness, is there any um, anyone who comes to mind um, or any example of where you know kind of using these techniques around forgiveness that you use? Um, Can you give us an example of that? Well, I work it again with all my clients, but it also comes just to say when there's more of processing of their feelings too and they've also gone deeper into their story. You know, it's like layers of the onion. And so we don't know what we don't know until we get there. And as that comes up, you could forgive a person and only to find out at a deeper level there was more that happened. And so then we go through the release process again. And especially with people, you know, that are working with the inner child or inner children and they've had much more extreme trauma, you know, it's going to be a multi-level journey to understand what happened to them. And so... And and as I mentioned, processing those feelings, being able, we don't want to bypass, you know, what we dissociated from. And so, but we can still release the perpetrators from any lesson that they might have taught us that helped us somehow to move on. 
Like, mm-hmm. we can claim that. It's not mm-hmm. theirs anymore. Yeah. So, you know, stories, I mean, that's what I use with all my clients. When they start to really get, they start to feel the release in there somatically. And they can feel things shifting away. And they feel where there was anxiety, they feel calmness again. And I think, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I think you also experienced a more calming in your body too. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the nervous system starts to relax. So, you know, these days a lot of people are speaking about um, somatic awareness. By using what we call in Theta Healing Creator's Teachings, and changing the beliefs, it affects those neural connections in the body. And the body starts to respond by relaxing and coming back calm into itself. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing you said there that I think is uh, kind of good to highlight is that forgiveness, one, can be an, an ongoing process, like new things arise, you you go through that, you know, process again. And also it needs to come at a at a particular place in your healing. I know a lot of folks who I've worked with or who I connect with on the um, you know, the Facebook group, you know, I just want to get to the forgiveness thing. <laughs> There's kind of this idea of like if I just get to that real quick, then I'll be good, I'll be done and trying to like almost force that and and move to that stage yeah. and, and that step. And so for those if you are listening, you know, yeah, there are things that you want to accomplish and you want to achieve that actually create the pathway and the and the door for forgiveness. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the I really why agree the, with the, that. Yeah, yeah. There is definitely yeah. a timing, and mm. otherwise, we end up what I call feigning, you know, forgiveness yeah. or forgiveness bypassing or spiritual bypassing, yep. because you don't acknowledge or allow those feelings that got disconnected to come in because that's a piece of the healing. Exactly, exactly. That's right. So, you know, just a little friendly reminder to all of you out there to be patient in this process that there are, you know, some things to achieve and to get to and to work towards, um, but you will step by step and this will unfold for you and you will find yourself at that place where you can really release the trauma and move forward, and especially when you've given yourself that time um, to feel what needed to be feel, felt and express what needed to be expressed. Yeah. So Judy has a very special gift for us today. Um, she's offered to lead a Theta Healing Meditation that in particular touches on this piece of forgiveness. And so I think it would be good for us to go into that now. Is there anything that you want to say to kind of set this up or, um, you know, that people listening need to do to kind of be ready and um, to receive the meditation? Yeah, I would say just sit in a comfortable place for yourself and just be aware of where you are. I also just wanted to mention, just if it's okay with you, just a little story of my own personal forgiveness that really changed my life. Is that okay? Of course. Um, Well, just to say that I grew up hating my mother, and the relationship was beyond violent. And when I was 19, she committed suicide. And at the time, I felt this huge relief and rage. And so I never knew fully at that time all of my feelings are actually what happened fully. 
And so, and I mentioned before I started my journey in 1987. Well, by 1997, I went to this healer for four hours. And to be honest, I have no idea what he did. I kind of felt like I was sleeping through most of it. And all I know is that night I started journal writing and I had this breakthrough that was almost beyond words. And it felt like this divine energy came in, I I want to call it like God and grace, and it took hold of my writing, and it showed me the truth about my mother's life. Mm -hmm. And it just absolutely cracked my heart open beyond anything I had ever experienced before that. And I cried for hours about the feelings and being shown the truth of the situation. And at that point, I completely understood at a very deep level, cellularly, spiritually, why I was treated the way I had been, why I felt she hated me and thus I hated her. The whole energy of hate disappeared and it turned into love. Mm. And that's what's guided me since then. And my, my friends even cried when they saw me shift because they knew how deeply wounded I was by her. And so this is why, for me, the forgiveness, I I mean, there wasn't a word for what I was experiencing at the time, but there was a complete disconnection and an overall understanding of the whole entire thing. And after that, my mother actually started coming to me to speak to me of more truths that I needed to know. Mm. So it was very profound. Yeah, amazing. Oh. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Wow, yeah. beautiful. So, mm-hmm. the meditation. <laughs> Everyone can take a breath. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. We can do that. Let's all, <sighs> yeah, feel into that. And then I think you heard you say to just find a comfortable seated position. And then Judy's just going to guide us through this. Yeah. Yeah, and just to say also, to support everyone to know to forgive yourselves first for the ways you might have hurt yourself and hurt others in the way that you unconsciously acted out things. You know, maybe, you know, you cut or maybe you overate because there weren't, that's what you were, any of your coping skills, in other words. Forgive yourself for those because you deserve to let yourself go from the way others hurt you because it was never your fault. So in using the meditation, and you're hopefully just sitting in a nice, comfortable place, allow yourselves just to imagine this beautiful energy coming up from the earth. And this energy moves easily and quickly all the way through your body, out your crown, and forms a beautiful ball of light, and you're in it or of it, and make it big. Allow yourselves to move past the moon, past the sun, and through all the stars, moving faster than the speed of light. All of this is through your imagination, Because in Theta, imagination becomes reality. Allow yourself to move, again, 
imagining different striations of light and dark. And you move through that quickly into a beautiful golden light. Some of you might remember this. Just allow yourself to move through that into a thick, jelloey area. Continue through. You may see shapes, hear tones, see colors, but you're not staying there. Allow yourself to continue to move through into a white, tingly light. Perhaps there's a little pink or blue on the edges. This tingly light is going to go through that ball of light that you are. And you can feel it tingle through your body. This energy is unconditional love. This is divinity in all that it is, all that it was, all that it will ever be as it just is. This changes experiences through love. Say to yourself, whatever you call this energy of love. Allow yourself, again, just to feel the energy going through your being and body. In the process of forgiveness, if you imagine bringing whoever hurt you before you, it doesn't have to be close. But they have to listen to you. And you have an opportunity, if you want, to tell them everything you felt they did to you. you can take your own time to do this more as well. And as you do that and you complete saying whatever you need to tell them, then say, I forgive you. And if they disappear into ash or just disappear or fade away, that means the person didn't care and had no remorse for what they did. But any of the negative energy towards you has been discharged and taken away, and it won't affect you any longer. So if that occurs, then that part is complete. If the perpetrator is still standing there without saying anything and just gets smaller or ignores you, that means there's something more to learn from the situation or for them around the beliefs and your attachment. That's not good or bad. It's just a little more work. And you can extend your gratitude to them for what hasn't been learned and what you're willing to learn if that feels okay with you. Ask yourself... What virtue are you learning from this person 
Is it more courage? Is it more self-care? Is it more trust? And they can be released from any obligation to teach you that. If you see them stand and they turn to you as if to apologize, that may mean that it may show up in your life that they come to you to apologize or some message comes to you. And also keep in mind to forgive your bodies because that's what went through so much of the abuse and the betrayal. So feeling that tingly light again, allow yourself to open your eyes and receive your breath and release it. And we're here in the present. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, Judy. What a beautiful, just guided uh, way to, first of all, I'll just share a little of what I experienced or noticed, uh, just really reconnecting with love. Yeah. The absolute presence of love. I think we lose that sometimes, um, particularly if we're, you know, when we're in the midst of trauma, that feels like a very foreign and distant thing. And then later on in our lives, as we're trying to make sense of something that was horrific and painful and uh, and felt so destroying and destructive, that uh, that love remains, love remains, and that we can tap into that ever-present love just as a way. I love that sensation of like the tingliness. I experienced it as love tingling like through my entire body. <laughs> and exactly. that's all really nice. <laughs> That was super yummy. Yeah. And and what a very powerful um a powerful visualization of putting the person who has harmed you you, you know, in front of you at a space that feels comfortable and safe, but uh, really to allow yourself to expel and express you know, what you're holding, what you want to say, and what needs to be released. And, uh, yeah, that's really, really powerful. So as you all, you know, can hear, Judy, um, you know, has just a wealth of resource and information and experience. So I encourage you to continue to connect with Judy. You can learn more about her at com. You can reach her at jd at com, And you can learn more about her workshops at thetadnaactivation.com slash workshops.html. And, uh, and of course, her, her book, Moving Beyond, and her project, ThetaDNAActivation.com slash resources3.html. And definitely keep an eye on this lady, folks, because she's up to some big stuff, and she's got some really amazing projects coming along. She's doing um, some communication uh, skills workshops, uh, three books that are going to be about communication skills and a revision of Moving Beyond. And then she's they're doing a book called Moving Beyond the Beyond, which I love. <laughs> That's so fun. Oh, my gosh. So there's even more beyond, the, you know, beyond. So that's that's super great. So be sure to connect with her and check out her resources. Um, and, um, and Judy, any final thoughts as we wrap up today? 
Yeah, I just want to say very briefly that connecting with this love changes things. You know, just feeling that experience. And the more we do it, we can actually change the world because love is the greatest healer. Yeah, Judy. Yeah, ditto that. My goodness. So powerful, folks. So even when you're in the midst of pain and trauma and maybe feeling despair or hopelessness or not sure if things are ever going to get better, turn your attention to love and you will immediately feel a release and a little bit of light and and betterness, if you will. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, folks, thank you again for tuning in today and joining us. Don't forget to visit rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to check out the other resources that are available on the site. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a comment. Let us know that you're enjoying and what you're liking. And then tune back next time because we have so much more to share with you. Until then, take good care of you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.